2: On. Locked
0: on. Locked, Locked. 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 Locked on. Locked on. on. Locked on.
1: Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, presented by Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, did you enjoy the Sunday afternoon slate of games here in Week 13?
0: I, I certainly would have enjoyed a, a lot more if you know Jacksonville had been able to pull out that win oh, against so, Minnesota. Oh I mean that that, that really would have been fantastic. Um, but yeah, I mean it, you know it's 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 interesting to kind of watch the uh, the league you know through the Cowboys' eyes with them. Especially, and we'll talk about you know the NFC East, but especially with them kind of basically finally putting a nail in the coffin. Um, but I, I think it's it's interesting to kind of just you know look at the league and the way it is right now and, and see you know in a league that's usually has a lot of parity, it feels like more and more now. There are clear winners and losers, right? And and mm. and teams that are making their way into the playoffs and and you know steamrolling their way ahead. And there's teams that are just you know trying to finish out what has been an ugly season for anybody that's you know below 500 at this point.
1: Yes, yeah, so unless you're
0: the Giants because you're about to play for the for a division title. So,
1: oh man, uh, let's let's talk about that NFC East because the Giants. I don't know how they did it, but they pulled off a, a win against Seattle in Seattle. Uh, they are now sitting at, I believe, is it five and seven? Uh, won, I think, four straight games now. Um, <laughs> uh, the Eagles lost to the Packers. Washington plays the Pittsburgh Steelers tomorrow. Uh, I just want to reset this, Landon. Going probably now going into week fourteen, our starting quarterbacks in the NFC East are going to be Colt McCoy, Andy Dalton, Jalen Hurts, and uh, Alex Smith. Just like everybody thought, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we all picked uh, Colt McCoy to be uh, 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 the the current court leading quarterback of the NFC East leading team oh, for the, and, and that team being the Giants. By the way, um, yeah, I, I it, it just just to you know make sure you got that. You said five and seven, right? Because that's where the yeah, Giants are. Five yeah, which 7 Which seems, I mean, seems so weird, but yeah, I know. Just a, a commanding lead in the in the NFC East by by only being two games under five hundred. Um, you know, it's. It's one. It's the, I. I don't know how many other times we can say it, or how we else we can say it. But it's obviously been a, a season to forget uh, for the NFC East, and, and really for most of the league. Um. And and I think that you know the fact that the Giants, uh, you know, look, they put up a great performance against a Seahawks team who I don't know what's going on with them now. It just feels like uh, you know they really have. Uh, of kind of, you know, really found a level of inconsistency that that, that they didn't really have oh, yeah. early on, you know, and and, and and so for the Giants to kind of right the ship without Daniel Jones and, and it went now, I mean, they've won four straight, right? Like yeah. I mean, they've it's 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 been a, it's a, it's a streak officially, uh, you know, for the Giants. So uh, you know, I I think the East is is funny. It's obviously literally funny, as in hilarious to watch, but it's also just interesting to see you know, where these, where these teams are in relation to kind of a rebuild, because I, I always look at it as look, Dax out of this picture, but the Cowboys, you know, they get healthy again with this roster. They're back into competition. They're the favorites, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and, it doesn't feel like the rest of these teams uh, are, are, Either headed in the right direction or are close to being actual competitors. Well, that's and, I was going to ask you, you which one do you feel a, the most
1: confident about going forward. Let's say for the next two years, because the NFL is so short. You know, what I mean, the yeah. cycle has changed. Which team do you feel the most confident outside of Dallas? I don't,
0: I don't know. I mean, I, I I guess Washington. I guess because I I I feel like they have a really really fantastic defense. And I feel like if Ron Rivera can do anything, uh, he 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 can craft a, a very difficult defense to play against. Um, and and I feel like you know quarterback is what is obviously the the, the driving factor in this league. So- but but that but then again, that doesn't really drive me to the Giants or the Eagles at this yeah, point. Yeah, but
1: see, I mean, even I'll push back on you on the Washington thing a little bit because I I think on paper that defense has a chance to be really good. But they've given up 30 points or more to the Cardinals, the Browns, yeah. the Ravens, the Rams, and the Lions this year. Now, they've had a couple games in there against, like, you know, the Joe Burrowless Bengals and Andy Dalton and the Cowboys where they've played well, but whenever they've played – a competent team at all they've gotten gashed so I well I, I don't know
0: let's be clear I mean the best in the NFC East is not a title <laughs> that you're 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 putting on a belt that you're you're wearing sure, sure, around sure. so I, I you know I, I I'm not suggesting that they're a good team but I mean I think it, they right now have at least something that they you can hold on to that you I think you know Translates over multiple years, and, and they've got a, an elite player at, as Chase Young, I think, and, and a, a lot of other players around him. So they need a quarterback, there's no doubt, but I think that that same could probably be said hmm. for the Giants and for the Eagles at this point.
1: Well, let's talk about the Eagles, because it seems <laughs> like—man, <they're>, what <laughs> a dumpster fire—it uh, seems like the Eagles have— almost officially made the quarterback switch. It was late in the third quarter. Um, They benched Carson Wentz after Carson Wentz was 6 of 15 for 79 yards, four sacks. I mean, just was absolutely atrocious. They brought in Jalen Hurts, and it was very much what we saw with Jalen Hurts at Alabama and Oklahoma, right? 5 of 12. The accuracy was up and down. He was able to make some big splash plays, and I think he jump-started the offense a little bit. Um, again, I'm a, I'm a Jalen Hurts fan. We've talked about this before on the podcast. But I think one thing you notice right away with Jalen Hurts, Elena, and please tell me if you saw this as well, he just doesn't have a very strong arm. So anytime that he's trying to drive the ball to the sidelines, you know they're coming up short. Sometimes He was bouncing a couple passes to Travis Fulgham. I think I think the, the, the Eagles had to do this, but I don't think Hurts is the long-term answer there either, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, look, uh, I think when you talk about, you know, making a quarterback change, and and I and this is something that happens in every town because a quarterback is obviously the, the most high profile position. It's it's the position that even the layman, right? Like even the guy who just turns on, you know, Monday night football once a week and watches the game and doesn't, you know, follow anything else, doesn't, doesn't mm-hmm. you know, watch tape, doesn't do anything else even even that those guys uh have an opinion on 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 a quarterback right sure and, and and the problem is is that i'm sure everyone in philadelphia thinks that they are smarter than doug peterson and 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 the, the, might the, be. the gm stuff and they may be <laughs> Some them might be but but at the same time you know like i honestly do believe you know all joking aside uh the problem is that they have two bad quarterbacks Sure, you know what I'm saying. Like the, the problem is, is, is you know Carson Wentz is bad, sure, but Jalen Hurts is not. Like I'm sure that they're seeing this in practice. I'm sure what they saw in the field mm-hmm. today is is what they're seeing in practice, right? It's just the, he's, the
1: really high up and downs. Yeah,
0: yeah. He's not any better, right? He's. I mean, he's got his own warts. He's not exactly the second coming. You know, I mean, frankly, I, I think honestly he got overdrafted. Oh, you know, I agree. like in my opinion, I like Jalen Hurts as well. But in a world where Dak Prescott got drafted in the fourth round, I mean, you know, it's like. Yeah.
1: No, yeah. I, it's, agree.
0: I, I just feel like there's, you know, uh, he has a skill set that I think is unique. And I think, uh, you know, if put in the right system, like he could, he can certainly do something. He can operate. He can be passable. Correctly. I think you can yeah. get
1: him to be a passable quarterback.
0: But, but yeah, I mean, like, it's not like, okay, it's the Jalen Hurts era has begun. I mean, I don't, I just. I, I, I like Jalen Hurts, but I just don't see him as nope. the guy that is, you know, leading your franchise.
1: I, I agree, and I think, man, Philadelphia is in a bad spot here because, as many people are pointing out on Twitter, the Carson Wentz extension uh, that they gave him does not kick in until the 2021 season. Uh, so, you know, they've got they're stuck with Carson Wentz really for the next two to four seasons. And it just seems like it's getting worse and worse every week. Uh, Let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about DoorDash. Between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right now right to your door Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code on. That's $5 off your order and zero delivery fees when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code Locked On. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by
0: Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com/creditcard. credit card.
1: All right, Lane, let's talk about the Cowboys draft order But you know, we're we're still in this um, you know, mode where we believe the Cowboys are more likely to end up picking inside the top you know, six or seven of, of this draft rather than, you know, potentially winning the division. Uh, it was a it was an OK day for Dallas's draft pick. They continue to, to pick inside the top five. Again, they don't play till Tuesday. Um, teams like the Jets, uh, Jaguars, Bengals and Chargers all lost. Um, but this was a this was a weird uh, day landing because at one point during the 1 p.m. Eastern games, There was a there was a good chance that the Bengals, Jaguars, and Jets could all win, and the Cowboys had an outside chance at at number one. So, uh, how do you feel about where the Cowboys are going to be drafting now? You know, almost done with Week thirteen.
0: You know, it's it's almost as bad as trying to follow the. Ups and downs of the of the title race, right? Of the NFC East <laughs> yeah. title race, it's like you're watching all the games, and and, and when you're in a playoff race, and maybe it's not the nsc East race, but like if you're watching a uh, like a wild card race, right? And and and, and you know all the tiebreakers, and you and you're and you're rooting for <laughs> other teams, and uh, you, you need this team to lose this game, and you need this team to win this game, you know? It's like. That's what it feels like, and it, it and it's almost you know nauseating now to, to kind of watch. I mean, <laughs> well, you're rooting for bad teams, teams is what team you're win. rooting
1: for, right? Because you're, you're rooting for the teams like the Chargers and the Bengals to win, and that's yeah. so incredibly frustrating.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like they're even worse than your team, and 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 <laughs> you know, so like, and your t- your team is so bad that you don't want you know you don't want them to win anymore. So uh, yeah, I I think you know it, it was an up and down day i think that it, really they came out basically even from uh-huh. where they started i mean with the pro the thing is is that they had the opportunity through, at, at certain parts of the day to maybe make a lot of headway right to, to make or at make least
1: people. secure that spot even further right
0: yeah exactly so um you know it, it could have been a certainly a, it could have been a lot better day uh but it you know it, it wasn't a bad day they didn't like lose standing and if, and if we're talking about the kind of race to the bottom uh the cowboys are still uh in striking striking distance of uh top top five or bottom five however you want to look at that
1: Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys didn't get a lot of help today. Detroit did win. They beat Chicago. Helps, yeah. They get them out of that four-win range a little bit. So that helps some. Um, uh, man, we were really close to having Atlanta come back and beat the Saints. That would have been fun. Houston had the ball at like the three-yard line with a chance to beat the uh, Colts. That ultimately didn't happen. So, again, had a chance to be a much, much better day, um, but did ultimately did not happen. Did you happen to see the end of the Jets-Raider game, by the way?
0: Yeah, so is this. I'm still confused. Did the Jets intentionally, like, 100%. do an all out blitz on the yeah, yeah, end yeah. of that game just I, to, to, to lose, I, essentially?
1: I saw a stat from the NFL's next gen stats that uh, since they started tracking, you know, plays, I think since 2014, no team in the NFL has rushed six or more guys with a minute left. Uh, up by 4, right? Cuz you just don't want to give give up Why would a big play, a big right? Play
0: unless you're trying to lose. Yeah.
1: The Jets uh the Jets rushed 8. They're the only team in NFL history or at least since the tracking stuff to rush 8 uh on a 3rd and 15 or whatever that was. So,
0: that's how you tank.
1: That is how you tank. You get Greg Williams to be your uh your defensive coordinator and that is how you tank. I just thought that was interesting. Somewhere
0: Somewhere in South Carolina, Trevor Lawrence is watching that game, going, "Oh, come on, man! <laughs> like,
1: do you think he's <laughs> rooting for the Jets the or the Jaguars? Win a game,
0: please.
1: Who do you think he's rooting for to get that number one pick?
0: You know, I don't know. Yeah, I, listen, I, there, I think there's got to be some psychology there, but I've always wondered if team, you know, how much the player is actually root for and against, you know, the teams that they're selecting them. Uh-huh. Uh I, I mean, I can't imagine that anybody looks at what's going on with the Jets and thinks, "Man, I really want to be." A involved in that organization so oh, man uh yeah i imagine he's not loving it
1: all right one, one last just random draft thought that i that came to my head today so i was watching the Bengals, and they're utterly atrocious i think they might actually be worse than the jaguars uh, especially now without joe, Bur- joe burrow yeah if the Bengals would happen to get a top two pick and again i love joe burrow is there any thought that they could potentially draft a quarterback especially what you know now about burrow's injury Because it could be a whole new new coaching staff and everybody there, right?
0: Yeah, it's possible. You know, I I think that there's, it's certainly not outside the realm of possibility. I I do think that you know, obviously, the the Bengals are a notoriously cheap organization. Uh I I can't imagine that they uh, would ever, at any point, even temporarily, to try to try to trade away one of them i can't imagine them taking on two number one overall quarterback deals at the same time
1: probably not but it just it, it kind of slipped into my mind today it's like wow the Bengals really could end up with a top two pick in this class
0: yeah and, and you know they could really hold and and listen if you're and there's an argument to be made that if you uh if you want to be a cheap organization, maybe the best pick you can make there is Trevor Lawrence, because ultimately, at the end of the day, you could hold a king's ransom for either one of those two quarterbacks. And frankly, let's say it's Trevor Lawrence, right? Uh, you, you could you could really hold that over mm. a bunch of teams and get a bunch of picks that you would in turn, you know, use for cheap labor. But I mean, you know, I, again, I, the Bengals, as far as everything I've heard about that organization, uh, they're they're very. Uh, bone, you know, bare bones, and and I don't know that they're willing to take on the kind of, you know, math and difficulty that that would require having two number one overall quarterbacks and trying to trade and get assets out of that. Yeah,
1: And let me be clear, Joe Burrow's been, you know, he was fantastic when he played this season. I just... I whenever you get that kind of devastating injury, you just never know. And, you know, if you have a similar grade on a healthier quarterback, maybe that's what you do. But uh, I doubt that we get to that point. All right, let's take one more quick break so I can tell you about Bilt Bar. built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. Uh, it's real chocolate with amazing flavors. It's a great combination of low calories, high protein and low sugar and no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste taste fantastic, and they are releasing six new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and apple almond crisp. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your first box. Again, that is BuiltBar.com.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
1: All right, Landon. Just a few quick Cowboys nuggets before we head out. We did a preview show on Friday, uh, talking about the the Cowboys Ravens game that's coming up on Tuesday. Uh, we're going to be doing a little bit of a different schedule this week just because of how crazy everything is. Um, first thing, Lamar Jackson expected to play. Not surprising at all. Correct?
0: No, nope, not really. I mean, I think you know there was some. You do you don't want to hope that no one, anyone doesn't play because of COVID. But I think the you know, the initial thought was, oh, maybe it would be too quick a turnaround after that next game. But it sure seems like he's going to be out there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I expect him to have a pretty big game in this one. You know, yeah. the Cowboys being as beat up in the secondary as they are, uh, he should do well. Uh, speaking of the Cowboys secondary, it sounds like Reggie Robinson could be active for the first time uh, all the season. Um, why do you think the Cowboys are slow playing Reggie Robinson, getting him on the field this year?
0: Well, I, I mean, I think that, that in reality they didn't want to play him. I mean, I, I think that they were trying to get him more of a redshirt year, and clearly, I mean, just based on their behavior up to now, right? Um, but I think that, you know, desperation is something, is something to keep in mind here. Mm-hmm. I think that they're, you know, at a spot where they need bodies, and you know, talented bodies because – They've they've run out of you know a spot that you know even though it didn't have any talent at the top or, or a lot of you know elite cornerback one kind of talent we had always thought at least there's depth here right it, that depth right. is all gone even you know it, Chidobe's back but still like they need they have to play basically everybody they got they're, they're signing people off the street so I I tend to think that they wanted to continue to keep them off the off the field. But I don't know that they, they have a choice at this point. And again, I, I think the reasoning has been, uh, you know, special teams. Mm-hmm. And I, I think from what we've heard is that it's he, you know, considering if he's going to be actually active on the roster, he's not probably going to play, though he may this game, but he, you know, nor- normally he would not be playing a bunch of defensive snaps but he would be playing a bunch of special team snaps Correct. so you, right. you you need to be obviously good at special teams when that's essentially going to be 95 percent of your job when you're active but now you know the cowboys are in the situation that they're in um he he may have to uh you know be be pressed into actually being on the field uh, as a defender which is going to be interesting because i it'll be interesting to see if he's out there still as a Uh, As a cornerback, I mean, as a cornerback or as a safety, because obviously he's been training this whole time as a safety. We haven't really seen him play anything in a Cowboys uniform.
1: I still find it weird they moved him to safety because he was such a fun uh, little. I mean, he was a fun prospect as a Tulsa cornerback. You know, really long, athletic. Curious to see what the plan is for him going forward. Uh, Two, two more quick things. Um, Jerry Jones on one hundred five point three, the fan, the other day. Uh, Said that Trevon Diggs and Tyler Biotis, two Cowboys rookies, uh, might be able to come back in week 16, 17. Is there really any point to having these guys come back this year, or should they play this really safe and make sure that they're healthy for the 2021 season?
0: I think as long as they're cleared to come back and play, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, you know, like, I mean, I think if it was like, if it was like four or five games, I I just think I think there's something to trying to get them back in for one more game just to get a look at them to get you know a little a couple more snaps in there, and, and it's just even more for them to digest in the off season. You know, a game's more worth of snaps for them to uh, to grind over in the off season. I think that the players get something out of that when they when they make their kind of jump from. Uh, you know, the rookie year you basically spend half of it as a draft prospect, and then the other half just trying to play catch up, right? And this is this this first off season after their rookie season is is so important. So I think getting them as many snaps as possible to have something that they can digest and kind of work on to improve is important. Uh, but uh, you know I understand you're you're not wrong about the idea that you don't want to get them hurt. That's but I I think if it's just one game, and again if they're cleared. I, yeah I don't have so much as of long as they're
1: not that. rushing them back
0: yeah. yeah if they're not rushing them back to, you know for no reason if they're actually cleared to come back and, and it's on a, on a decent timetable why not let him get a couple snaps in there? I mean, as, as long as it's not, is posing no risk to, you know, long-term right. re-injury.
1: Um, all right. I'm going to give my, you know, our listeners a, a little homework assignment because we know that you guys, you know, don't have a lot going on a Monday, no Cowboys football. We're not going to have any film to break down. So, uh, this actually comes from our friends at the draft show at Dallas Uh, I think you know where I'm going here, Landon. and I'm actually surprising oh, you on this one. Uh, Dane Brugler on the draft show.
0: The uh, Tulsa kid? Is that what we're talking about? Okay.
1: Dane Brugler on the draft show. Little nugget, he snuck in at the very end of the show this week. Uh, he reports that the Cowboys really like Tulsa linebacker Zavin Collins, uh, who I've, I think I've mentioned before on this podcast. Uh, I actually had, I actually reached out after I heard, asked somebody else that knows stuff that's going on there and uh, they did not disagree. So I know you've seen him a little bit. Did you you well, you've watched him just yeah. a tiny bit, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just a 10-second you know, thoughts on him really quickly before we head out.
0: Big, uh, uh, kind of classically built off ball linebacker, mm-hmm. right? Um, definitely is going to be. I think if he's coming to play for us, think. Kyle Van Noy. That's the, that's the
1: exact comp that I gave him. I is love it really? It. Yeah, that's it really crazy. is. I
0: mean, I mean, because he is that kind of it's And really, if you want to hear what what I would think with that guy, is it's it's what we imagined we what we wanted out of Jalen Smith. Yes. I think is 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 yep. is because is, is, he's that true kind of versatile. Like I think he'll be able to give you some snaps. Uh, you know, sort of like what Dorrance Armstrong was doing, right? Like, and, and this is one of the things that you guys mentioned in in the in the chat when, when you talked about him. And to be clear, Marcus mentioned this guy before. I, I, I heard Dane talk about him, so it's this guy's been on Marcus's radar for a while. Uh, well, that's but, because he's
1: been on the Cowboys' radar for a yeah, while. yeah,
0: yeah. But I I I think yeah, I think this is a guy who. Uh, you play down he can play some defensive line on the end you know kind of a stand-up defensive end he can play off the ball Um, you know I I don't love the way he moves so much in coverage like I think I think he's more of a zone dropper and reactor Mm -hmm. than a a man coverage guy he's not like uh, he's not Deion Jones right at all but as far as a long armed defender who can do a whole bunch of things for you, like he is the kind of guy that you give a specific assignment on every play, and, and he and he can do that very very well, uh, and, and and it could be kind of a variety of tasks snap to snap. So, uh, I like him. You know, I, I mean, I definitely, like I said, I think you could use him in a way that we uh, would had hoped the Cowboys would use Jalen Smith. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I think that he this guy might have a little bit more success that way. Uh, just because I think he might be a little bit f- more fluid athlete, I think now
1: at this point is yeah. in his career. We're we're not gonna get into all that draft stuff yet. We'll we'll get there, you know, once the season ends. But it just. This is a guy that has a lot of momentum in the draft right now. And because this is really the first prospect that we've heard the Cowboys have interest in, it's worth mentioning. So if you get some time uh, to watch him over the next couple of weeks, uh, please do so. They've got some big games coming up. Did you uh, say his
0: name? Zavin Collins? Zaven Zav-
1: yeah. Collins from uh, Tulsa. Um, one of the reasons the Cowboys like him quite a bit, six foot four, 260 pounds, and they believe he's going to run in the mid four sixes. So this is a, a freak athlete with some incredible size, with some position flex. He has got four interceptions this year, uh, a bunch of, he's got two touchdowns, including a game winning touchdown, a bunch of tackles for a loss. He can blitz, he can cover, he can make plays. So keep an eye on Xavier Collins over the next couple of weeks. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, as always, you can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time.